It was Team Photo Day yesterday at PPG Paints Arena, and everyone, whether you're suspended or hurt, or even if you're not a player, you're someone with the front office, you go out onto that ice. And Tristan Jari went out onto that ice, pushed on a folding chair. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. Yeah, pushed on a folding chair. Just in case anyone had their hopes up that somewhere behind the scenes he was poised for some miraculous recovery and return in time for game one. Now, when you have anything broken in your foot, anything that's weight-bearing on your body, part of the solution is to take all of the pressure off of it. So it stands to reason that Jari wouldn't be just bouncing around hoping for the thing to mend through whatever activity he's enduring. No, he was going to be off his feet. And at the same time, you now know that this isn't just some little thing. He's he's going to be out. He's going to be out. That's the hard reality of it. And as such, this team has only one positive to call from that. And that's that it now has a clearer understanding of the challenge that's in front of it. And a much, much clearer understanding, if it didn't already exist, of how they have to play in order to succeed or survive until Jari were to come back. Now, understand, this concept has never changed. If you go back to the very beginning of this season, that two-game trip through Florida, it was understood because the Penguins were missing Sid and Gino and a bunch of other players that there was only one way they were going to survive, that word again, facing the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions on their home ice the night that they were going to raise the banner. And they did that. They did that. You remember John Cooper, the Lightning's coach, derisively saying afterward that they got beaten by Pittsburgh's farm team? Yeah, they did. They did. They got beaten badly, actually. And then the Penguins played almost as well right after that against the Panthers applied the same formula every single time they've faced an opponent that was poised to outclass them on a given night. The only times they've gotten in trouble is when they've felt they outclass the other guys in terms of, I don't know, skill, speed, fanciness, or whatever. And that's a fine line to walk because you do have players on the Pittsburgh roster, obviously, who are capable of elite offensive stuff. You have two of the greatest players of their generation on the roster. But that line tips as soon as this team thinks it's good enough to outcute somebody 
ranks among the NHL's best. This goaltending thing, if you want to look at it through a positive lens, leaves no choice about what has to happen. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. The Penguins are finally back in action tonight at PPG Paints Arena against the Bruins. It's a 7.08 p.m. face-off. They've had a four-day break. They needed a break that long or longer. A lot of them did. Not just the older guys. I think this team needed to regroup in more ways than one. I think this team needed the extra time that was spent this week on Monday, specifically in more classroom slash video settings. I think this team needed the extensive work that was done in practices the past two days. This head coach loves his practice time, and he doesn't get anywhere near as much as he and his staff want. But I also think that this game tonight, regardless if it's Casey DeSmith or Louis Deming, I've made my feelings on Louis pretty clear this week, are in net. Tonight is a night they're facing a playoff caliber opponent. Oh, the Bruins aren't at full strength, but the Bruins are still the Bruins. They have, well, you know who they have. They have a lot of guys who can hurt you. Chiefly, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand. And all that crew. And and this can be a challenge to start demonstrating that type of play. Because one of the things that I am concerned about is that this coming weekend, they have road trips to Detroit and Philadelphia, two teams that are five miles out of it. Red Wings won't even have Dylan Larkin, who's now out for the season. The Flyers mailed it in months ago. And you can lapse into a lot of bad habits. Use this game tonight. At home, you're first after the break to start forming some good habits. Here's some of what Mike Sullivan had to say yesterday after practice. Well, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, we still have five games left in the regular season. Tristan is going through a rehab process right now. His status is week to week. Um, we're not sure what that picture will look like. And, uh, but we're, um, we're trying to take each day as it comes, and we'll make decisions accordingly. What I will tell you is is that um, we believe in the people that we have, um, and we've got, we have capable people in all the positions, Casey being one of them. Oh, and another thing, as long as I'm at it, might want to get this power play going a little bit. The goaltending doesn't affect your power play, and the power play is one for its past 20. And as long as you're in the attacking zone and moving the puck around and and setting up and all that other good stuff that the Penguins have mostly been okay at, you're more than halfway there. You know what the next step is, right? Yeah, that's what you're going to be hearing a lot from the crowd tonight, I strongly suspect. Might as well get that done, too. When we're back, let's, uh, let's do our J1Q segment.
Today's J1Q comes from Chris Neese, who asks, DK, as much as Sully has done for the Pens, does he get let go if the Pens are eliminated again? Possible four years in a row. Will new ownership be keen on a rebuild or retool by not re-signing 17-71-58 and instead surround Sid with youthful talent for his remaining years of his contract? Chris, long question. Short answer, no, uh, that's not going to happen. Neither, none of those, none of those things that you mentioned is going to happen. The only one, actually, I should say, is that there's a possibility, probably a good possibility, that they're not going to be able to keep all of their pending unrestricted free agents. I've said all along that I believe that Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang will stay I've also expressed uncertainty about Brian Rust, and you might double that with Ricard Raquel also being among these unrestricted free agents, although you didn't mention him. And yeah, he might be pretty important in this scenario, too. But to your main point about the head coach and ownership, no, no, no. There are obvious reasons to this couple of which you mentioned yourself, but I'm going to throw in some background stuff. I have observed firsthand the interaction that Sullivan has had with the Fenway Sports Group. They have gotten chummy. (laughs) I'm trying to find a a good word here. They have gotten chummy. Uh, That was highlighted when I covered the team on a trip to Boston This was about two months ago, and I saw them hanging out, palling around, uh, getting ready to go to a dinner after practice. When I say they, I'm referring principally to Tom Lerner, though there's others from the group that have been around. Lerner is, you know, Boston guy, Sully, Boston guy. Um, That means something. It's not like saying, you know, they're both from Phoenix or something. There's a bond up there among New Englanders that's a little bit different than it is in other parts of the United States. And I really believe that they believe, as well as Brian Burke and Ron Hextall, believing in Sullivan. If the Penguins go out in the first round again, there's going to be a very good chance it'll have at least something to do with goaltending. And I know nobody wants to hear that because it's a built-in excuse. And realistically, as I pointed out on yesterday's show, more could have been done by management to address backup goaltending if something like this, exactly like this, had happened. They didn't. You're not going to blame that on the head coach. And given that the Penguins are going to face, wow, like Panthers, Rangers, or Hurricanes, they're going to enter that first round series as underdogs, and they would have done so with or without Jari. So I feel like the stage is set for the Penguins to, yes, go down again in the first round, but not at all pin it on the head coach. I appreciate the question. It's a good one. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one. 
tomorrow, after which they'll actually have played a hockey game again. 